Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about female privilege and some of the cases where that privilege has actually been denied. Now, in our society, we hear a lot about male privilege, and I mean a lot. And not only do we hear about it a ton, it's also always criticized, right? Like, never is a mainstream media piece about male privilege ever like, this is amazing, let's all embrace the patriarchy and how much easier men have it. No one is saying that. And if you guys have seen this show before, you'll know that even though I do think that a ton of the examples of male privilege that we hear about in pop culture, things like the wage gap, for example, are super misunderstood and over-exaggerated, I've still always maintained that, yes, there are some situations where men have it easier and there are some cases where women have it easier. And I'm not saying that that's how I want it to be or that that inequality is good or anything like that, just that objectively, that is what it's like for people. I mean, men and women are different. We do get treated differently. And following that, when you think of it, it does stand to reason that if male privilege exists, then female privilege must too, right? But outside of places like MGTOW or MRA message boards, it's just, it's rarely ever talked about. So in this episode, we're going to be not only pointing out female privileges, but also looking at some examples of what happens when female privilege is denied. And I wanted to do this episode because I think it's important as a woman to acknowledge, yes, the places where I may have it easier because of my gender. And I also want to point out that not all women are perfect. The world is not just men bad, women good. There are plenty of trash people out there of both sexes, as anyone who's ever seen an episode of the Jerry Springer show will know. So let's look at some female human garbage for a change. But before we get into it, I have a quick message from our awesome sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Evan Hafer founded Black Rifle Coffee Company in 2014 along with Army Ranger Matt Best as the combination of two passions, developing premium roast-to-order coffee and supporting the veteran and military community. With the Buy a Bag, Give a Bag campaign, Black Rifle Coffee Company donated over 30,000 pounds of coffee to troops overseas in 2019. Black Rifle Coffee Company also offers a variety of roast profiles from light, medium, and dark. True coffee lovers should look into the exclusive coffee subscription. Every month, Black Rifle Coffee Company releases a limited amount of exotic micro-lot coffees from different corners of the world. And the best way to enjoy Black Rifle Coffee Company coffee is through the Coffee Club, a free subscription where your chosen coffee is roasted, packaged, and shipped free to your door on your schedule. In addition to the convenience you receive, special discounted pricing and gain access to exclusive products, member-only content, partner discounts, and more. So purchase at blackriflecoffee.com slash Lauren and use promo code Lauren for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, so probably the biggest example of systemic female privilege that I can think of is the criminal justice system, or even just the way our society views crime in general. In politics, we currently talk a lot about having racial inequality when it comes to things like police calls, police brutality, sentencing, and all that kind of stuff. But if you wanna see insane levels of inequality, then honestly, just look at the difference in how men and women are treated when it comes to crime. It's a documented fact that women get lighter sentences than men for similar crimes with similar backgrounds and it's not even close. According to one Michigan law analysis, after controlling for the arrest offense, criminal history, and other prior characteristics, quote, men receive 63% longer sentences on average than women do, and women are twice as likely to avoid incarceration if convicted. 
This gender gap is about six times as large as the racial disparity that was found in another paper. And if you want to really understand just how embedded the idea is that women should have it easier when it comes to the law in our society, check out this article, where David Dagen argues women aren't always sentenced by the book, and maybe they shouldn't be. You see, official federal sentencing guidelines don't distinguish between female and male offenders. They often downplay or outright disregard circumstances that are common among women, such as the role of an offender as the sole caretaker for children or an offender having been coerced into committing a crime. As the White Knight continues, also largely excluded from the guidelines is any consideration of how a defendant got into crime in the first place. Yet research on incarcerated women shows that abusive relationships can put them on the wrong side of the law. Most women who assault their intimate partners have also been victimized by those partners according to them, and they often cite self-defense as a motive. A broader history of victimization is also common among female offenders. Look, I support criminal justice reform. I do think it's important as a society that we take people's circumstances into consideration and that our goal should be rehabilitation, not just punishment. However, that's not to say that women, even when they commit crimes, only do so because the, the violent men in their lives have force them to. And I'm pretty sure most male criminals weren't in the best of circumstances in their lives either, or else they probably wouldn't be turning to crime. So this is just, this is some fedora-tipping milady BS, if there ever was any. If we were to do an experiment and send both a man and a woman to walk around a nice neighborhood at night, maybe suspiciously, you know. You just know that the cops are getting called on the man, but probably not the woman. That's that's just the way things are. Now, granted, the vast majority of violent crimes are committed by men, so it's not like that stereotype doesn't exist for a reason, but still, I don't think it's fair that because of the actions of a small minority of people, all men get treated like potential criminals. And one area of crime where it's just, it's so blatant that there's a double standard that favors women is female sexual predators. It's really sickening when female rapists are essentially ignored because of their gender and or because they might be attractive. And this is the case times 500 when it comes to female pedophiles. When it comes to female pedophiles, especially female teachers, especially hot female teachers, our trash culture is just way too permissive. I've seen way too many people, especially men, you know who you are, you pedophile enablers, look at a case of a female teacher raping a male student and go, what's the big deal? I would have loved to bang a hot teacher at that age. Children of any gender cannot consent, okay? That's what makes it rape. You're, you're encouraging rape when you say that, which is quite terrible. So please stop. And actually, we've seen a worrying number of female teachers lately being accused of raping students, which is awful, but at the very least, we've also seen that even though far too many people seem keen to give these teachers passes, thankfully, the law does not work that way. Recently, we saw that a nursery worker who had had a 13-year-old boy's baby was facing jail time, though the judge in question, Peter Clark, noted that it is all very unfortunate for everyone, herself included. Uh, okay, I am glad that she was found guilty and is facing jail time, but just think of it. 
if a male nursery worker got a 13-year-old girl pregnant, do you think the judge in that case would be saying, oh yeah, it's, it's unfortunate for everyone? Even that guy, that poor guy, having to go to jail just for knocking up a 13-year-old. A 13-year-old is a child, okay? Regardless of the gender, this is disgusting. We also saw in North Carolina, one middle school teacher arrested after being accused of having sexual encounters with a student. They're not sexual encounters. It's rape or molestation. Okay, sexual encounters implies that it's, it's some kind of just like a hookup like you might find after going on Tinder. No, that is not what happens when an older adult takes advantage of their age and their position of power to exploit a child. We also have a former math teacher who was charged with aggravated assault of a child under the age of 14. Brittany Zamora, a former Arizona teacher who pled guilty to having sex multiple times with a 13-year-old student. Again, she didn't have sex with a 13-year-old. She raped the 13-year-old. And finally, a former Ohio school superintendent was sentenced to 10 years in prison for sexually assaulting two different students when she was a high school principal. Reading about rapists being sent to prison does just put a smile on my face. What can I say? I'm a simple gal, but still, you can still see the bias shining through in the way these reports are written. No, these teachers did not have affairs, relationships, or sexual encounters with these students. They raped them, they molested them, they exploited them, they assaulted them. Please, report on it accurately. Oh, and by the way, all of these examples, if you'd like to look into them more, were found on r slash p-word pass denied. I don't think I can say the actual word, but... You guys, you know what I mean, and I have mixed feelings about Reddit. I mean, I like the photos of food and animals, but let's, let's just be honest. We all know the place is a breeding ground for literal communists. But uh, as far as subreddits go, that one is pretty good. And we have a lot more to cover, but first, I want to tell you guys about keeps. Losing your hair sucks, right? But you know what doesn't? keeping your hair without leaving your couch. If you're losing your hair, you gotta know Keeps. Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products. That's the real deal, and the generic versions can save you a fortune. It's simple. Just answer a few questions online, snap a few photos of your hair, and a doctor will review everything and recommend the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped discreetly to your door. And you're probably wondering, will it work? Well, a whopping 66% of men experience hair regrowth thanks to Keeps. Losing your hair sucks, so let's do something about it. Here's the deal I got for you. Go to keeps.com slash Lauren to get your first order of Keeps hair loss treatment for 50% off. Yep, that's half off at keeps.com slash Lauren. Again, keeps.com slash Lauren. Another area of female privilege specifically relating to crime that I think we should talk about is the notion of believing all women. Of course, sexual assault is wrong and should be taken seriously. As I have just explained, rapists are the scum of the earth, no sympathy from me for them, but disapproving of rape doesn't mean we have to throw out the concept of due process or innocent until proven guilty. Yet, if there's ever a situation where a woman alleges that a man assaulted her, even if there's no proof, people are gonna be siding with the woman. And if you've ever been in a situation where it's your word against someone else's, 
you'll know how much of a privilege it is when people side with you. And there are aspects of the Me Too movement that I don't mind. Things like holding abusers in positions of power accountable for their crimes, I think that's important. But something I am critical of is how it's tried to push the believe all women narrative. No, I don't think all women are truthful, nor do I think all women are liars, but you can't deny that some women, unfortunately, do lie about being assaulted. And what we've been seeing lately is, funnily enough, false accusations actually leading to prosecutions for the accusers, which I think is amazing. I mean, you levy a false accusation against someone, you could be ruining their lives. So yes, there does need to be consequences for that. As the Bristol Press reports, a Bristol woman was recently arrested for allegedly filing false rape and child abuse allegations against a man. Amber Everett, 33, withdrew her complaints to police after conceding to detectives that she made them to get revenge against the man, according to court documents. She now faces one count of providing a false statement and two counts of second-degree falsely reporting an incident. And in Durham, quote, a woman who claimed she was drugged at an off-campus fraternity event last week at the University of New Hampshire could face charges for filing a false report to law enforcement. Durham Deputy Police Chief Renee Kelly said, we've confirmed that the person who initially reported this fabricated that story and it never happened. We've determined that no jungle juice was ever spiked or served to people at the social event. Kelly said the woman initially presented police with a drug test which showed she had benzodiazepines in her system. Later, she recanted her story. She admitted that she forged the document, Kelly said. And we have an especially juicy story that combines both female predators and liars, as the pluralist writes that, quote, teacher invited four high school football players over for group sex, then lied about being raped, cops say. A former teacher who accused four high school football players of drugging and raping her in 2018 has been charged with giving false information to police and offering alcohol to a minor. Police were immediately suspicious of Walker's account of the alleged rape. Her toxicology report was negative for date rape drugs, and investigators found she had an alleged history of flirtatious behavior towards students. I don't really know what to say to that last story, but I guess just let it be known that yes, some women do lie. Some women do make up false allegations and file false police reports, which by the way, is illegal. Whether it's from feminists or MGTOWs, there are a lot of people nowadays that want to pit the genders against each other and say, oh, men just have it easier or women just have it easier. And if it weren't for all men doing X or all women doing Y, things would be so much better. Frankly though, I hate that. Okay, it's true, women have some privileges in this world, men have their own as well, and there are bad men out there just like there are bad women out there, but the thing is, no one fully realizes what struggles or difficulties other people go through, right? So it bothers me when people make blanket statements about other people's lives, things they actually have no idea about, like saying, oh no, none of you know what it's like to go through this or that which all of us face. It's like, no, the world doesn't work like that. And don't get me wrong, I don't think there's anything problematic about pointing out double standards if they exist or where some people may think they exist and then having a conversation about them. I think that's fine, but I think the goal in those cases should always be to bring us closer toward equal treatment, not just vilify certain groups. Unless that group is pedophiles, in which case 
I am all for vilifying them. And actually, that's strangely enough, a controversial opinion in 2020. But anyway, that's pretty much all I have to say for now. And as always, I would love to know what you guys think. Why do you think the criminal justice system is so much easier on women? And what can we do to make things more egalitarian? Let me know. But that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I'll see you next time.